Ladies and gentlemen, Deranged Penguin Podcast, episode six of volume two. Uh, heads up. So after this one, we're going to go on a two-week break. We're letting you know this. I know it's weird. It's kind of unusual, right? Everybody else is cranking out podcasts whenever. We're doing it every Don't Tuesday. call it weird. Well, I mean, I, I just I, got I back, what man. You listen to, right? Yeah. I know. Well, That's there's only why so we much want a break. No, yeah, I mean, look, I what we're it. trying to do is, is keep up the quality, you know, for you, the listener. See, suffering already. Yeah. We're doing it for you, man. It's all for you. It's all for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So um, last week we talked about snowpocalypse uh, and ventil- ventilation. But that uh, was just a teaser. Yeah. Well, I mean, don't work for us. Whatever, you know, whatever. <laughs> Del, do you open the windows in your house? No. Regularly? Yeah, see, Del doesn't ventilate. Mm. That's a thing. I mean, and, and why weren't you here last week? Yeah, because he had a cold. Because I was sick as ventilate. a dog. <laughs> That's probably yeah, why. You, don't, you, don't open. you should ventilate. I'm telling <laughs> you, it, it's like once you start thinking about it, right? You think about like your great-grandparents, right? I don't. Um, and they had, you know, they would open a window. Houses were designed, you know, to be yeah. cooler without central heat and air, right? So they're just like, look, I'm going to put a big blanket on the screen, uh, this big giant window, so that way the sun is not burning me up or heat is not escaping through the windows or whatever the case may be, right? Um, you know, I, I'm going to sit out on the porch because it's cooler out there. Whatever the case was, right? Houses were designed that way. Uh Modern houses not really designed that way. They're designed to give you the best internet. Maybe. Designed better. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they they are they're very airtight. But the problem is that you can't just, you know, breathe out, breathe in the air that you've already expelled. And uh, I, you know, I I don't did I put I put the links in there. I put the links in the show like I promised in the show notes. Um, it's funny. One of the earliest ones, uh, you know, they didn't know. But one of the earliest infographics about this thing in the 1900s was like, look at dad breathing out this red air, and then the air goes and it kills a little kid. Um, or he becomes a menace to society or something Bad weird like air. that. Uh, you know, maybe Learn it by breathing you, dad. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, well, I, so what I we did. try to do is just open a window like on Sundays, you know? Yeah. It's a weird habit to read because I remember doing this when I was a kid, like you know, my parents' house. But when then you had to. now it's like I remember, like when I was like, by the time I was a teenager, my dad would like close the window, the AC's on, right? So now the windows just stay closed all the time. You never open up a window, you know? Right. I I I let I used to leave my doors and open my open and open my windows when I lived in Denton. Yeah, I but remember the, that. But the weather was a lot milder there than it is in Mississippi, man. Like it. You would, the whole place would be soaking wet if I left my windows and doors open <laughs> here in, in Mississippi. Yeah. But then, like, houses were designed that way, right? Because, like, I mean, you know. Were they? When, yeah. When the, the first Mississippian was putting up a house, he wasn't like, you know what? It sure is dry and not humid around here. Houses right? were not designed right. for outside to be in. That's I mean, why they're houses. The houses on, there are houses on the coast. They're, like, super old, like antebellum homes. And they're massive, like, this That's huge ceilings and, like, Massive doors and like floor to ceiling, floor to ceiling, uh, walls, like doorways and stuff. (laughs) And they like multiple doorways on the on the main halls, you know, the main rooms, and wall to wall. (laughs) And uh, they would for for 
for ventilation, basically, to keep them open for air circulation. Yeah, to stay somewhat cool, but right. it's still balmy as hell, man. Like, you know. I mean, you know, I always get a kick. Uh, somebody was around here right, in, in Texas, and they're like, yeah, you know, I bought this house, and there was like a starter home. I'm trying to sell it, but nobody wants to buy it. I can't get, like, basically what I paid for it. And I was like, so where where exactly do you live? And he, he told me, and it was like way out of town, basically like super new development. Um, and I was like, you know, there is archaeological evidence of inhabitants, basically, right, living downtown San Antonio for going living, back like 10,000 years. Living right? everywhere. You know where they didn't did. live? Where you are now, right? <laughs> like nobody has ever wanted to live where you are, right? So yeah. you were the idiot buying a house there. You know? <laughs> don't you feel like a dumbass? Uh, so you know, I was like, yeah, "That's so, a supportive thing to thanks, say, man." Friend. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean that was a, so that way he's not aching. Like, don't am I not staging things. it right? Like, no, literally, no human ever that's encountered this area is thought that your house is a good place to live. <laughs> you're Except officially you. the stupidest person <laughs> in this city. Yeah. You're the only one. That was. Check the history. I want to tell you, man. It's you. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, and like, uh, uh, you know, like, I think about that when people sort of, yeah, people are kind of living downtown now, right? Again, they're like, "Oh, it's so great here." I'm like, "Yeah." Again, evidence, archaeological evidence, people have enjoyed living in what is now downtown San Antonio for as long as there's been a San Antonio at the very least, and before that, people were like, "Yeah, this is a great stop." A great spot to stop and water the horses or, I don't know, just hang out. You know what I mean? Like, the reason that there's civilization or cities where, where you know, we find them are because people found those as, you know, a good spot. Maybe it was a comfy rock, and they're like, this is a good spot to just stop walking for a bit, right? Yeah. But maybe that's all, all your city can support or your area. It's like, yeah, it didn't really get much better. It's just the comfy rock, you know? Yeah, like Phoenix. I, I always wonder how the people comfy ended rock. Up stopping in Phoenix because there's there's nothing there. Yeah, Phoenix They're is really artificial. Insane. They have to pump in yeah. water from the mountains. Uh, so yeah, I remember being out there once, and I think all our pictures from that time are just us like squinting, looking like we're <laughs> yeah staring into the sun and trying not to. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because we have family living out there, right? And then they were just complaining, yeah, it gets real hot or whatever. I'm like, yeah, you're living in the desert. Yeah, why this are is we the here? desert. They, they, people with dogs there have to make their dogs wear shoes so their paws don't melt and get damaged. Yeah. Gina, do you think it's why because it's the desert Poor and dogs. it's uninhabitable for dogs for people and life? I hate right? you, human. I mean, you know, like there's a lot of that when you look around, you know, and I say this to mean. Maybe I don't know the parts of the exact part of Mississippi living in, but it could be that, right? It could be like, man, this part of the state, it kind of sucks. Is what maybe, maybe nobody ever should have lived there, right? Maybe it's like the upper <laughs> butt crack. It's like it's the whole itchy. state, though. Man. There's a little bit of that. <laughs> um, well, because I think like anciently, like, geographically speaking, like all of the flatlands of of America in the middle, like Kansas, where there's nothing, you're like, man, this sure does look like the bottom of a swimming pool. Well, it turns out it was. It was the bottom of a gigantic lake. Um, and that's also why there's, it's like really fertile, right? Because, you know, fish, fishy died and he, and he became, I don't know, Manhattan, Kansas, right? Big giant fish made it super fertile. You can grow some wheat out there. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know, you know, are, geographically speaking, what Mississippi was, but like at a certain point, it was all underwater, you know. So I don't know. I don't know Probably, but there's a re- that's also the reason why a good portion of the population of America that information hasn't reached Mississippi yet. Uh, so you're breaking you news that? right now. You guys know you're in America. <laughs> um, that. Uh, like the Northeast was like why because it was like moderate climates. The only reason people can live in the in the like modern South and definitely the Southwest is because of the invention of the air conditioning. It just wouldn't yeah. be able to be. Which is why I wouldn't live here without me it. to open my windows. <laughs> I mean, you know, San Antonio is you know it's AC right there, man. It's where it's at. So like Mississippi, yesterday it was eighty four degrees. And then mm-hmm. today it was forty five degrees. Sweet. So like, I don't know where in there I'm supposed to open a window. Yeah, in the middle of the night as it's the dropping. Thirty seconds. You're like, well, we have in this hour range, it'll be a balmy yeah. seventy five from <laughs> three to four a.m. Open a window. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, yeah whatever. It, I, I was thinking about that because like everybody was saying that one of the ways that people fought the pandemic. The flu pandemic, the more deadlier, I guess, uh, pandemic of uh, of 1918 was that they already were doing it because they believed in fresh air. They were designing buildings with fresh air. They were designing uh, hospitals that way. They were just all about it, opening windows. And it's funny that now we're encountering a similar thing, but we're anti-opening windows. Uh, you know, one of yeah. the sticking points in like these teachers' unions. Uh, not really being super excited to go um, to go back to work and go back to teaching. And they're like, well, we don't want to get COVID. And the CDC says open a window, but we can't because of our active shooter restrictions say that we need to have windows closed. So, you know, good times. Yeah. Good times. Bureaucracy, it's great. So speaking of pandemics. You'll need a form for that. What? Pandemic. And uh, Del, you getting over being ill? I I believe you did not have COVID, right? I did not. But I was tested. What was your thought process when you thought you were getting sick? Because I don't think I've gotten sick once in this entire year yeah. that we have not been able to go anywhere. Yeah, we should. We should. Uh, I'll bring it up after Del answers this question. Del. Yeah, just what, what goes. What did your it head? feel like when you were, you know, <laughs> Schrodinger's well, so- Del? So I had, uh, the weekend before I got sick, I, I had a gig in, um, mobile and that we don't get done playing until two in the morning. So I didn't go to sleep until like four in the morning that I had to get up immediately and, and so drive back. So it was back. COVID. Yeah. Drive back for, uh, and it was <laughs> packed. Yeah. And, and smoky. So, so I think the things contri- that contributed to me getting this sickness, this infection, respiratory infection was, uh, Interaction. I'd been roast. I'd been roasting coffee in my little roaster for like twenty hours over the past like the three days before the weekend, and it like really dried out my sinuses. And like I have a humidifier or a humidity meter in in my office. Stand over it while it roasts. (laughs) Well, yeah, I like to be (laughs) in it. It just roasting. It took it took the humidity in the room from uh, like forty five or fifty percent down to like five percent just just from the exhaust and um so that i think irritated and things and then being at the 
bar where they smoke in Mobile. They allow smoking there and and doing all that. I think it just kind of like set me up. And then I had I was tired and worn down, and I just got sick. And on Tuesday, I realized I was getting like sick, sick, and needed to go to the doctor. And uh, by Tuesday night, I realized that. And um, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have – this is COVID. I've, it's got to be. I've been around. <laughs> and this week, in the past seven days from that from that time, I had been around probably 400% more people than I normally am. You know, mm-hmm. like like friends, friend groups and stuff. Like I, my grandmother's birthday was a week before, and we had a birthday party for her. So I, was, I saw them, her, my grandmother, hugged her, my aunt, a bunch of people that I don't normally see, hung out with – had rehearsals with all these different groups, saw all these different people. And you I was were like, wearing I'm gonna a mask to... all this time, right? I, of course, of course. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, <laughs> he winked, guys. He winked. I, um, yeah. So, I mean, I was like, I'm going to have to tell, call so many people and tell them that I'm sorry STD you're going to die because that, of me. That was yeah. the thing you were like, you're like, like, oh man, my phone bill is going to go super calls. high right before I close. <laughs> no, I felt so bad because I was going to have, it was like telling, like calling people and telling them that you have. Yeah, an STD yeah. or something, you know? Be like, <laughs> you That's should go get I tested. You. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we had a good time, though, right? I mean, yeah, it was fun. Uh, that cake was great, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, I mean, that sucks. Yeah, but I think um, I'm glad that you're not COVID positive. So, uh, yeah. So you can do without the you can do without the mask now, huh? Yeah. Well, the mask by do it ends tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Greg Abbott did the same thing. He's like, no masks. Everybody, go about. You take your own. It's over. What an what an ass wipe. Are y'all gonna keep wearing your mask? Yes. Yes. It's you know. I think it's silly. It's just you know, whatever. This is from the same guy. You know, just a couple weeks ago, they uh, we had a big gigantic power outage, right? And so I'm not super keen on his leadership abilities you know he's like yeah, yeah. no masks it's not the in person the i'm trusting my health yeah we should be fine right before we all uh don't have any power uh and uh, we're all freezing to death so maybe he's not the guy to listen to yeah um, he's a moron too yeah so it was a year ago that we went to mississippi not like mm-hmm. right now but it's going to be you know, the anniversary, basically, days. you know, we're probably going to miss the anniversary uh, on the podcast. So we, we could kind of celebrate it now. It's basically Woo-hoo. been a year of COVID. <laughs> We've been one year in the, in, you know, lockdown. Congratulations, basically. guys. You made this pandemic yeah. last way longer. You know, I really couldn't do the have. pandemic without you guys breathing on people, infecting them. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I think uh, we were driving to Mississippi and, we're like, I was reading and then they were canceling things on the way. I was like, man, this is getting pretty serious here. And I was like texting my boss like, hey, look, um, I think when I get back, I'm probably going to work from home for like a couple of weeks just because I think I read somewhere that that is the like recommended um, you know, policy for people who've traveled. We're, we're not traveling on a plane. We're driving. We're taking a road trip. So just FYI, I just want to be extra safe. But by the time we got back, like on the way driving back they were like uh okay we're gonna just split the company to like a group and b group so some b and then they're like actually we're gonna revise it everybody's gonna work from home full time yeah uh it was like that quick and the same thing they're um 
like the Conference USA basketball tournament, which I was excited about seeing. Uh, they're like, okay, we're going to play tentatively scheduled. And they're like, uh, the Ivy League's not playing. Um, the Big Ten's canceling. Okay, the Conference USA canceled. They played one game. Like two teams played, and that was it. Everybody else was like, all right, no more tournament. There were Actually, they I, I messed up. They were like, okay, we're going to do the tournament, but without fans. And then they said, oh, actually, we're going to not do the tournament. So no tournament. Yeah. And then the NCAA tournament was canceled. And just everything, just, you know, the NBA went on pause. Everybody canceling everything. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, and it really was like that. It was like the weekend before our wedding or the day before our wedding, it was like still, oh, this might happen. And then like the day after our wedding, the whole yeah, country went, says our wedding went down to line in his yeah. wedding. So, <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, been a great year. Yeah, it was wonderful. I, I enjoyed it. It was a great ceremony. Um, yeah, uh, and the Olympics got moved to this year. I didn't realize that until just today. Uh, see, you know, th- the Olympics is one of those things that it kind of it because it happens. About. That's when I pay attention to it. But I haven't missed it. I haven't been around. Like, man, you know what I've been missing in my life? Some fucking high jump. You know, like no, I don't. I don't care. Yeah, no. don't care about no high jump. I don't need to see people sprinting real fast right now. It's not. But they're, but they're bringing back women's softball into the Olympics. And breakdancing. Look, sweet. I didn't know that they were not there. Not to watch in the Olympics. (laughs) (laughs) It's completely unnecessary. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, what? What have? How has your life changed, uh, Gemma, in pandemic time? Um, mostly, I mean, like your attitudes about things. You realize, turns out, I don't need the Olympics or something. You know? Okay. Um, I thought we were going to talk about new hobbies. Um, <laughs> Do you have any new hobbies? Well, I am 29 weeks pregnant, so. Uh-huh. <laughs> so no? That's cool. no, quite a no, hobby. No new hobbies in about 30 weeks. Um, so I don't know. How is it different? I stay home a lot. Um, Sweet. I, I am one of those people. I try not to be all cliche about it. Like, uh, well, nothing changed for me, or this is better for me, but it's 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 pretty good. Um, I don't hate it. I I don't miss people. Um, I hear people at work talking about how they miss interacting. Like, I miss you guys at the office. I'm like, why? I don't miss people that are like that at the office. Don't like, you? I have don't need you to hug me. You I don't... chose. I didn't choose you people, so I don't yeah. miss you people. But um. Yeah, I don't know. Like for work, it's been great because I'm not as tired. You know, I can do a better job at my job when I don't have to spend time getting there. Delivering that value. Dealing with, you know, all the, just the extra energy it takes to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have clothes anymore, really. (laughs) That's not a big part of my life. That's weird. Um, I don't know that any of them will fit when I have to wear them again. And I think I've spent a lot more time at parks over the last year. Um, like on days we may not have normally gone because of the weather. It's like, yeah, no, it's a nice enough day. Let's go. go. Let's go somewhere outside. Yeah, like for you, Dill, it's been different, right? Because you still maintain, like you still breathe in directly in people's faces and then uh, then breathe their, their air. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Established. yeah. I love that. Uh, but it's, yeah, I mean, things slowed down. I think the clothes thing has been the, has been the biggest thing though. Like I, I haven't worn anything that I would consider dressy 
in in a year you know and like even like when things started going and i was like i should not always just wear either sweatpants and a t-shirt or jeans and a t-shirt like maybe i should put on a shirt with a collar sometimes to go run my business but then it feels um, weird right it, it does feel weird and i don't even think you know i don't even think about all those clothes like when we moved and i started unpacking and unpacking i was like i have all this shit that i used to wear a lot and i don't wear any of it at all um but then, yeah, like, I don't get bothered by people as often, you know. I think people are more cognizant of personal space and of, like, is it worth risking, I guess, getting sick in having yeah. a conversation with this person, you know. And so people kind of leave me alone. I dig that. I, I appreciate that <laughs> a lot. So Yeah, I, I think, um, I mean, I definitely, like, the lame parts of work, uh, and I made this point to people at my work before, like, the particular gig I have, um, they're a little late to the game in the industry about like working from home regularly. Uh, they just feel like everybody needs to be sitting by each other. And I'm like, you know, this makes me less productive. I could tell you right now because this guy chews loudly at his desk. Apparently he has, he cannot ever take a lunch break. So he needs to also, he eats his breakfast, his midday snack, his lunch, his afternoon snack inside of my ear. And, you know, that's not really super great for me working. Um, and then, you know, this other person is one of those people who walks around and starts talking to everybody all the time. So you kind of get, you know, you're trying to work on something and that guy's like, hey, did I ever tell you? And you're like, uh-huh, yeah, can, I'm just trying to work here. Um, and you, so all that's eliminated. And then even just the other stuff, right? Sometimes the commute to work, that can kind of suck. But for other for other things, obviously, Everybody who runs a business where you have to interact with the public, right? Like yours, where you're selling people coffee. Um, that that's a different kind of thing, you know. That's that's the the value of the whole business there. So obviously that those kinds of things. Like I miss going to a restaurant because it's kind of nice to just do that thing. Ditto. I miss going to a concert. I miss going to a, you know a baseball game. You know during the summer that would have been cool to go to a minor league game. Doing those kinds of things are the things I miss, like being around people in that way. I know yeah. the Spurs are going to open up the... Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, so I've washed so many dishes over the last <laughs> year. I'm like, cooking kind of sucks. Like, yeah. everything's always dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? I'm, uh, when you, when you first asked, you know, what's, what's different... I was thinking, I, I care about things like positivity rates. I didn't <laughs> know what that was before. <laughs> and that reminded me that um, because our state doesn't care about our health, um, the CDC recommendation is that your, like your community be under a 5% positivity rate for at least two weeks yeah. before you lift all the restrictions. And we are just hitting, as of like yesterday, like 5.6 percent in san antonio yeah for the first time like yeah. a day ago so we're still not there yet but people just can't wait so what what i think is lame specifically about this texas policy is that like earlier it, like early in the pandemic a year ago when the cities were left to come up with their own solutions right i thought that was a failure you feel like the state government should lead there and say here are some things to guide everybody by but their tact was look we're gonna leave it up to y'all 
very laissez-faire fits in with their stuff so fine okay whatever i don't like it but i can understand it and then individual counties municipalities cities said all right well we're going to enact them this way and then so the state government goes uh you can't put those kind of restrictions in and then so then i mean like so what is it are we free to rule ourselves or not buddy and the answer is we have to do what they say as long as you know it's doing what they want um and same same kind of deal with this, right? Like they're not saying, "Hey, we trust you guys to run your own stuff." It's like we want you to open it up. So open it up. Yeah, tell me yeah. what you want, yeah. but it better be what yeah. I want. Right. And that's, you know, I shouldn't be surprised by it. I'm not surprised by it. No, I'm just annoyed by the whole thing. Um, but you know, whatever. Like I, I think everybody should still be safe. Everything I've read says still be safe. Take precautions. But we definitely know more now than we did last March where everybody was like, wash your hands, dunk yourself in bleach and disinfect in every five minutes. Uh, I think we all learned that it's more airborne, right? It's air particles. Uh, there have not been any recorded cases of fomites. That's another thing I know that I didn't know before. <laughs> uh, basically, the particles you can find on like on surfaces that you touch. Like Nobody has been recorded getting some COVID off a doorknob, right? Mm. Um, but the problem is that we're doing all this cleansing theater in the way we do did security theater after 9-11, right? Yeah. Where, you know, like the uh, TSA needs to probe you um, as you get on a flight. Hey, you want to be safe. Um, and now basically somebody's like, well, I'm going to put bleach in your eye just in case. Is that cool? Uh, that's That's the plan now. When really they should... Open a window, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> ventilation. All comes back to ventilation. <laughs> yeah. What's so, this pod- I guess this podcast is never going to get sponsored by uh, what window? And maybe it would. They're like, our windows are open. Air you can, conditioning. You can open them. System. <laughs> you can open our window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this also reminds me of an article I shared with y'all a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you read it, but it yeah. was talking about how basically y- y'all know canadians right uh the mythical beings that live north everybody of us. loves yeah. look we dropped the probe on mars eh? didn't find any martians we're gonna drop one in Cana- canada we're gonna find there's no canadians there's none but go <laughs> Perhaps. on canadian smith <laughs> um so you know there's basically it's talking about how they're so rule abiding that it's actually kind of scary <laughs> to get covid in canada because um and they use one one specific man's story he had to relocate from his city to another after getting sick because he was getting like death threats and people were making assumptions about how he became ill like assuming he was flouting the um, protocols and just behaving recklessly which didn't turn out to be true but um, that's just how hardcore they are about following the rules and so I this thought, mythical land is like your dream. Yeah, dream. I was like, so <laughs> Canadians really are awesome, but <laughs> but that's kind of scary, right? And I was like, I don't know, Steve Nash kind of looks like a douche, but continue. Yeah, he also <laughs> looks like that guy from uh uh what's the movie with Rorschach? <laughs> yeah, the one. Yeah, you all have heard of it, right? <laughs> uh, the, the movie, actor. yeah, but the smaller. guy that plays Rorschach it looks like Steve Nash. Um, oh, I, I could, I could buy that. Anywho, um, Canada, where you want to be? Scary, oh. yeah. Because I was like, 
that's there's probably like a, a term for this and professional term and they they know how to describe this phenomenon but of people being you know you're so good that it's bad it becomes evil yeah it's called an overactive immune go. system i think right so uh, we're talking about. i don't know if that's uh it. i mean <laughs> it i've been thinking kind of thinking about this because like every every 10 minutes somebody goes cancel culture it, it's you want to cancel canada no i mean i think that <laughs> this it's the same kind of thing right like what what people are fearing and what they're overreacting to on the internet saying i lost my i don't know what new york times position because i was a racist i was canceled um i think that what they're fearing is this kind of thing where people are like it's like mob mentality uh nobody paying attention to your forgiveness yeah that kind of stuff that's that's been human nature forever right salem witch trials kind of thing right there's elements of that the insert the interruption well yeah the, the insurrection the uh spanish inquisition uh you know, like at the extreme things where atrocities are committed by humans, it follows the same kind of pattern. Maybe a kernel of truth that gets spun into anti this kind of person for whatever reason, whatever it is, and they get ostracized and, you know, whatever. And I think that, yeah, it happens all the time. I'm unsurprised by it, that it even happens in Canada, right? Um, I mean, okay, so so much effort in saying it wrong. Well, I was gonna say <laughs> Canada. I don't know what I was gonna say, so I had to stop. And the only word that came to me was Canadian. Uh, but I mean, so yeah, it's kind of the same thing. It's like what whatever it is. Like I think you could you uh, again when people are screeching cancel culture, they're talking about stuff like this. Like it, that's what they're scared of. Like I can't say anything. I have the wrong thinking. Somebody's gonna. They're going to mob. Nobody's listening to me. I can't have a subtle opinion because this is what's happening. Same kind of deal. Somebody gets COVID. And you can get COVID even though you're doing what you think are the right things. It just takes, like, wearing a mask, double wearing, uh, wearing two masks, they reduce your likelihood of, but they don't eliminate the risk. So it's possible this person masked up, did all the right things, um, but it because maybe their job puts yeah, them in more I contact like than somebody who's working from home all the time. Traveling salesman. Sounds like that person should have worn six masks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. You didn't mask up enough. And then they're like yelling, do you want to buy a vacuum? And then the, to the person, it's like, <laughs> do you want to buy a vacuum? So, I mean, yeah, it, it, that's the kind of stuff. And, and we're talking about like policy. That's what people were saying. Look, restaurants are closing losing money what the government could have should have done is paid everybody that was related to the restaurant industry to stay home like we know you're suffering we know you don't want to lose your business we don't want anybody to get sick so we will pay you your salary whatever you get paid we have all you got your taxes we'll just give you that amount of money stay home right we'll give you six weeks of salary everybody stay home don't do nothing the only people that are allowed to do anything or grocery store workers and will get raise up all their has uh their pay hazard pay levels will you know incentivize uh uh these grocers to deliver groceries like basically do all the things that eliminate the risk for the public we probably could have been outside you know breathing in each other's faces like Dell was doing um like uh was it 10 months ago right 
if that would have been happened. It would have been yeah. a small number, maybe 500,000 people wouldn't have died, whatever. It, we could still do that now. The, the government could still pass this thing instead of giving everybody, hey, here's $554 because you did cross the threshold here, and actually we spent too much time trying to figure out how much money you should get. Just whatever. Just give them their salary. Give them, like, you know what I mean? You made... $50,000 last year, let's to figure what that is into your weekly salary. We'll give you six weeks of salary. Stay home, don't do anything, right? Yeah. But socialism. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, whatever you want to call it, it at least makes us live to the next one. Let's live to argue about socialism another day, right? Instead of just killing everybody. Yeah. It's, I, I agree, I agree 100%. So did I mean, you get us our, think of, our passports to Canada, Gina? So oh, talk. yeah. All right, sweet. How much money hey. uh, the government would have saved overall if they had, if that had been the solution, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like the, the roundabout ways they, yeah. Yeah, right. It's like if, uh, hey, your roof has a leak, you spend a lot of money to fix it versus just kind of buying some duct tape or just basically, you know, you, you're putting patches on it and not really fixing the problem. And then ultimately, it causes more damage, way more money than would have been if you just fixed the roof, spent the money to fix the roof, make it right, make it right the first time. I think I just stole Canadian Mike uh, Mike Holmes catchphrase there. So <laughs> said make it right. <sighs> How do you know so many Canadians? I don't know. They sneak up on you, right? They're, you know, we're all Keep worried about. Them. Uh, I, I don't know. We're who worried about terrorists are. and socialism. <laughs> Creeping in, we gotta worry about the Canadians. Mike Holmes, Steve Nash, Drake. Who is that? Basketball player Tristan Thompson. You know, <laughs> what are they doing here? Basketball player Corey Joseph. You know, explain yourself. Probably being upstanding citizens. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what they want you to They're think. Dual citizens. That's what they I want mean, you to think. Y'all seen South Park, right? Those Canadian dudes are always upstanding yeah. and right. <laughs> <laughs> Coming over our borders, taking our jobs, you know? Don't like it. Um, what else are we, what are we talking about? So, yeah, anniversary of COVID. Uh, I think, was it last year? I remember, didn't I say to you? They were like, well, we're tentatively planning to return to work, you know, like in April or whatever. I was like, this thing's going to be at least oh, yeah. to like August. We're going to go all the way. to. I feel like it's going to be... Like they're gonna make us go back to work or something. Like I mean, the federal government or something. I just feel like it's gonna happen because they like, already Texas are like, well, open it up. Who cares? I think they're just gonna. We're gonna be forced to something back to normal by like September. I think next school year, in my mind. It's possible. That's I'm, my guess. My workplace is already kind of extend made the next extension before it was like uh maybe June. We'll see what happens. And next communication we got like this week is like through August. Definitely, <laughs> definitely at least through August. And then we'll see what happens. Do y'all think that it might, that your jobs may end up being permanently quasi from home? I hope so. I don't, I mean, you know, like I said, I think the the perks of my particular gig, right, are that we can work anywhere, right? And I think one of the things holding us back like our particular company was like they wanted like a culture thing. They wanted people to, you know, 
they weren't ready to to um, dole out work and to be a remote company. But this forced a lot of people, uh, a lot of companies to adapt. The companies that were already doing that kind of stuff, they it was a, lo- a lot more seamless, right? They're like, this is what we do already, not a big deal, right? There's a lot of companies that work remotely. So they're like, yeah, not a, bi- not a big deal at all. Um, so, yeah, I think, listen, for my industry, this is normal. There's a lot of people that have, like, already done it. I've worked a lot from home already uh, before I worked at this place. So it was, it was fine for me. And I, I, you know, I think there's a lot of advantages to it. Like, I can see my kids, you know. I don't have to buy dress shoes, which I think is silly. Um, all those things. I don't have to commute. I could just get up work there there are drawbacks to it sure but i think in a in a world where like the you know um we're a little bit more to pre march 2020 levels where we can go out and do those kinds of things it's not complete lockdown we can see people safely i think um you know we can kind of work around some of those drawbacks like not seeing people not being able to go out or whatever feeling isolated that kind of thing how about you gina um I don't know, like quasi, like Dell said, yeah, I mean, but it's always been, there's always been a component of remote work built in to the way our company does, I th- but I think for companies like mine, um, they've like built into their business model being in the office and they yeah. don't know how to move away from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that's something people way above my pay grade are trying to figure out (laughs) and have been trying to figure out over the past year. But I just, I got a feeling that as soon as they can send people back to work, they will. I mean, but that's like throwing good money after bad, right? Some cost fallacy there, right? Well, we already invested in this infrastructure. We have this office building. So somebody's going to come in here and work in it, you know, which is silly, whatever. But the smart companies will recognize that and say, well, we're just going to cut our losses the bad companies, well, I was thinking, you know, like, I was watching, like, Hell's Kitchen or these Bar Rescue. These clowns can't, you know, like, they usually fell into it. Like, my dad gave me this bar. I didn't know how to tie my shoes. And here I am. Wearing, didn't wearing, bother you know, figuring it out. Yeah. And they don't know. They don't know the basic, you know, like, you got to sell stuff for more money than it costs you. That's how you earn a profit. <laughs> and they're like, what? I didn't know that. Whatever. So... There are bad companies out there. You can't change them. They're just going to be bad. And unfortunately, if you work for a bad company, it's going to suck. They're going to be like, look, I paid a lot of money for this. Uh, we pay a over over market rent for this terrible piece of property in an industry that doesn't, it's not competitive. So we're going to make you do this thing. And you're just going to have to eat shit. Sorry. Uh, well, actually, we're not even sorry. Just eat shit, kid. You know, that's their plan for you. And it sucks for you. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, for the ones who aren't ready to call it yet, um, what do you think they're waiting to see before they would say, yeah, this is just, just be at home if you want to be at home? Um, I think it's all the others. Like, so there's a good percentage for every, I would say, just an anecdotal evidence of me reading some of these surveys in different companies that it's about 60-40 or like 65-35 that want to work remotely at least most of the time. Right. And like in that 65, it's like total work from home. And other people, like you said, quasi, they're like, look, give me three days at home and two days will come to the office or I can come in for a day or two. We, I don't know. Do something. One day a month, guys. One yeah. day a month. And so um, 
and there's a lot of old school people that like you know I started working in 1984 and it was always in the office and this is what I consider work I can't not do that like I'm completely unprepared for that and then there's other people that whose job function just means they have to be there so um like you know it can't be that but if you're in an industry where you could go all that way uh i think that maybe the big sticking point is like they have this giant cost on their books right we were leasing this office space or whatever the case may be and they don't they can't get rid of it because who are you going to sell it to if everybody's saying yeah let's work from home and now so they're just going to be there but yeah, they don't have to use it. It just somebody's gonna point it out. So everybody has a boss and be like, Oh, you have this office building, somebody better use it. There's somebody that has that power that's gonna do that, even though everybody under them in the in like Christmas tree underneath them thinks it's a stupid idea. But that right. guy has more power, he made him do it, so they're gonna be sitting there miserable just because that guy wants to be happy. Yeah. Do you think that like I mean, surely <clears throat> they'll the companies will see numbers like productivity increase or revenue increase from through this period of time which i guess is kind of hard to measure because maybe some people some industries aren't making as much money because people aren't spending money in those industries but uh i would think that that should be a a big factor in like companies deciding whether to continue working remotely or not if they see a productivity increase or you know better uh more more what do you call it morale <laughs> better morale uh, yeah, higher well so number one like i think yeah generically speaking you're right but i think you have to consider what you just said right that companies will see that their productivity is up that's assuming again it's good companies bad company kind of thing that a good company is measuring productivity with um metrics that you know correlate strongly with productivity like they understand their business they understand the roles that they have they understand how they contribute to the profit uh the bottom line right bad companies are like they don't have that they're not directly measuring it they're not measuring it well or they have no idea right so when they say is everybody better i don't know let me just ask the one guy i know and he said it was cool therefore whatever People, uh, it, it, there's a lot of um, opening the office door, asking the nearest person, and then making a decision based on that anecdotal evidence there that happens, whatever. And that's a lot of uh, managers consider that. And they're like, you know, when I, I just lean out now, that's how that's my insight into the common man or whatever the case is, right? Which is silly. Right? It's, it makes for a great story uh, if it works, but um, it's it just guesswork a lot of ways, right? You know what I mean? Like, Making decisions based on data is what good companies do. Mm-hmm. Making terrible decisions is what bad companies do. So, I, again, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you're right. For the good companies, they're going to see that. For the bad right. companies, they have no idea what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, what? pretty Productivity much. Productivity measures? What? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like you said. It's a matter of, of measuring it in a way that correlates because I think for companies like, say, where the work is project-based, they measure productivity or success by meeting a project deadline. Yeah. And they don't pay attention to whether there was a lot of dicking around at first and then everybody <laughs> worked a million hours at the end to get it done. Or, oh, when they were working remotely, they were like, 
pacing themselves and working <laughs> reasonable hours and they were happy. Nobody's nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, like you said, good companies will say they'll take a look at things like retention rates, right? And they'll say, Why are we losing this segment of people, right? What can we do to retain them? Um they they'll take good exit surveys, not just like, well, if they want to quit, welcome, right? You know, they right. don't do that. They'll say, Hey, look, uh, we understand you're taking, you're leaving the job. Why are you leaving? What could we have done better? What what drew you to whatever company? You know what I mean? And then also, you know, interpreting that data and then making that good decisions based on that data. Good companies do that. Bad companies don't. Right. Hmm. I I've worked for jobs where the boss stood there and looked at the clock, and we were all looking at the clock, waiting for it to tick down to 5 p.m. And then he said, okay, now everybody leave. What yeah. was the point of that? What, right. Where was the value being delivered to anywhere and anyone but, I don't know, his own self-glorification, right? There was nothing. He had his little power trip there where he's like, look, you're paid to work from 8 to 5. And sure, whatever, that's fine. But he was wasting her time, right? Why am I ticking down the, the minutes from 4.55 to 5 o'clock? Staring at the clock, literally staring at the clock. There was yeah. nothing else to do. Why are we doing that? Just to say we did it? It's it's stupid. It, and that, there's a lot of people with that old school mentality that mean that, right? Mm -hmm. I, I joked to Dell before we came on the show that like, hey, if you're if you're on time, then you're late, right? Mm -hmm. Five minutes. There's I had that same guy. He was like, uh, you need to be at your desk, computer on, ready to work when your shift starts. I'm like, mm, I understand what he's saying, but then also I'm like, you're eating into my time because right. my time, you know, you you should have your computer ready to go for me when I'm here ready to work. But or I consider get, turning the process of turning your computer on work. Yeah, yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's to me is it like, hey, if you yeah. don't have your machine, if your machine takes 15 minutes to start up, that's your fault, right? Mm -hmm. Company, I'm here to work, right? So if you're, you want me to be more productive, give me better tools, not. I'll just show up an hour earlier because it takes my computer an hour to start. That is, uh, you know, a waste of my time. That's also why I don't work there anymore. It's gonna right? be a new. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, as I'm saying, like whether or not you, I'm considered a, a quality employee, I think I'm I, I'm a plus to the to a company. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you ask me, <laughs> my greatest strengths are you know that I worked so hard. On. I'm gonna be a big <laughs> plus for you guys. Yeah. But is that like that company doesn't have me there anymore because they hired and, and they promoted and they encouraged those kinds of decision making things? And that was a big giant company, right? That was just right. you know it was a sub department of a sub department, whatever. But I was like, this sucks. I don't want to work here, right? Mm -hmm. The way they make decisions tells me that it's just going to be more of this bullshit no matter where I go, right? Somebody thinks right. this is okay. I don't like it. I don't think it's okay. So I'm going to leave. Yep. Um, no. And that was signs you work for a bad company. <laughs> I got plenty of those. <laughs> Type up your resignations, guys. Uh, it's amazing how, how like people just don't. I, I don't know. I feel like you think I'm inappropriate at work sometimes, right? Like I'm. By my things. Canadian standards. Like yeah. I say things like, you know, it could be that we don't know what we're doing, guys. Like, let's consider that possibility. And you're like, we shouldn't say that. I'm like, you know, instead of dancing around it, 
we can just say we it stands with it. We're terrible workers right now, right? Like the, the the work product we delivered for the client or whoever it was was bad. And if like judging from their perspective, I would think that we suck too, right? So let's start there. Let's that's how we improve. Now we've acknowledged, we've accepted it. We suck. We're terrible at our jobs. And this how is do we get better? things not to say at work. <laughs> Well, I mean, I feel like, you. I, I feel yeah. you. But a lot of people can't deal with that sort of like, you know what I mean? That no, re- objective no. reality. It like it's crushes them, and then they can't. They can't even perform at that level anymore. Yeah, you know, they're like, and you have a responsibility as a member of a team <laughs> not to crush people. Um, I don't know. You can't stand the heat. Well, I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. I get that. I think there's a way to communicate that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying I have it. I know the right way to do it. Communicate that kind of stuff um, tactfully and not hurting it. Like, not nobody wants to hurt anybody's feelings. You're not there. You know, you're not an insult comic. Um, and, like, the way I expressed them was not like, you know, this person sucked right here with my, my finger pointing on their head, like, rubbing it in. This guy sucks. Uh, it's like, look, yeah, but using the generous we doesn't make the sucks go down any, any easier. Yeah. I mean, and that's also why I save my vitriol for management. Right. Or like whoever it is there. They're like, you know, cause they start turning it down and then they're like, you know, blah, blah, blah. What are you guys doing? And I was like, well, I was executing your instructions, you know. So, yeah, coach, what you got? Right. Like you were calling up shitty plays. <laughs> I was executing them, right? Have you considered calling better plays? Have you considered that? <laughs> I mean, I was like, like literally, I had a, had a boss. He was like, I like, he was like, I didn't know this was gonna happen. I was like, um, why well, have it right here? Where I sent you this email? Did you read the email? He's like, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't check my emails. I'm like, are you telling me that you don't do your job? Is that what you're saying? Isn't part of your job? To read your email, I was thinking about the uh, what you call it, the a few good men, you know, <laughs> like isn't this part of the duties that you're expected to perform here? Is reading the the company communication, right? My job is to communicate to you via this medium, and you're telling me you didn't look at it, and it's my fault. What do you, what do you want me to do, right? Singing telegram to you? I don't know how you want me to communicate to you. I did it the required way. You're complaining you didn't get it. You didn't read your emails. Sounds like a you problem, right? But yeah. What you're telling me is that uh, to improve this process, it's really just to make yourself feel better. To improve this process, I need to send you an email, call you, and then text you the same thing. That's a waste of my time. You're saying that you cannot be trusted to do your job, and so I need to make sure that you do your job, right? So I need to take more time of my day to make sure your job is done. Why don't I just do your job, and you can go home, right? You cannot get paid. I'll get your salary. And we'll, you know, I'm already doing your job anyway. It's great. And this is there we things go. not to say to your boss. <laughs> we, got ra- we got Adam on a tear, man. <laughs> you got a lot of like pin up thing that you've swallowed down. You just got to get it out. It's I like more or ther- less did say this to him. Oh, I was yeah, right. Yeah, he said this. I was he right. I, I did, did say this to him, yeah. That you did, but, but you still you're still carrying it. You're like you're reliving it right now. It's like PTSD. He's twitching, guys. He's twitching uh, right now. No. Well, I mean, th- but that's the thing is that like I I feel like I do that same thing to myself. I think some of the best advice I got from one of my leads was that like I mean it was more the same. Like you just I was kind of complaining like oh I 
I pushed up some code that had a little bug in it, and it should have been caught by like test team, and they didn't catch it. And I was bitching and complaining. And she's like, "Why are you bitching and complaining? You should have caught it, right? Don't rely on them to catch it." And I'm like, "You know, you're right. Right? I could have done because I didn't do. I, I was a little bit lax and like kind of like they should catch anything as a mistake. They didn't. It's my fault. So, I mean, she was right. Um, you know, I think was it uh, brutal honesty." what you like well I, I i get i get frustrated when it seems like our team is spending a lot of time are you even are you sweating right now thinking yeah i'm, I'm wearing a sweatshirt it's heated <laughs> no. guys i want a sweatshirt this light is heated. notoriously bright it's hot <laughs> i'm telling you he's angry like on the, the internet <gasps> <gasps> no i mean i don't like when See we spend fist. a lot of time complaining like sure. we're, we're using a lot of time complaining and just complaining. You want to solve solution. You want yeah, to let's fix. Like, I mean, yeah. like it's great. But it, and I, I thought I'm more thinking about like this because like Texas, they're like, well, what were they even doing? Or but everybody's looking for somebody to blame, mm-hmm. and that is that's not going to solve any problems here, right? Productive, right? Because obviously it's Ted Cruz's fault. <laughs> right? Yeah, because Ted Cruz is like, uh, I'm out of here. Ted <laughs> <laughs> Uh You know, that, that's the kind of stuff that I think that you know, like, let's solve the problem. Let's not point fingers and blame like if you're gonna blame somebody it, it comes down to a thing and say well it turns out it was gina's fault well did she do her job incorrectly did she show up and say you know what i just don't give a shit or what did she make a mistake i was reading today was a uh, uh, last week city prepaid their loan for a client or something like that 500 million dollars that's what it was city city bank right that one of their oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about this. And it's basically like it went through like three layers. Like some guy they outsourced it. The guy was like, I think I did this wrong. It's a convoluted process involving like an outdated UI. Like it's 2021 and the UI looks like it's from 1994. And you have to tick this box and like okay, because there's no way to do a partial payment. You have to do a full payment. Cancel it. Only do this one. Send this money to a wall. It's just a ridiculous convoluted way of doing it. And it went through like four layers of approval, including the manager in New York was like, this is good. It should go to this one. It didn't. So they went ahead and like they accidentally paid off the loan for somebody that, you know, and they're out $500 million, which is a lot of money in case you don't know. Um, And I'm sure someone is like, well, like that never happens to me. (laughs) Nobody accidentally gives me $500 million. (laughs) They're like blaming the guy. Or, you know, who do you blame, right? It's really this convoluted system, right? Nobody wants to take the step to fix it so it's easier, right? So that way it's harder to make a mistake than it is easy to make a mistake, right? That's what the issue is. It's nobody's one, nobody wants, when you're signed up to do it, if you take four people, four levels of people to confirm it, a convoluted process, and out, like, why, why is it so hard to do something that is an essential part of their business, right? They're setting right. themselves up to fail, like right. the company. And it doesn't, like, so you fire one guy. Okay, what, now we're just going to still have this ridiculous process, right? That is stupid. Yeah. That's dumb. So don't waste time trying to find somebody to blame. Make it easier, right? Mm-hmm. Fix it. Find a solution. Agreed. So move to Canada. And <laughs> all else fails. I can't believe they told me that, that they don't read their emails. I was like, what? how could you tell me that? <laughs> why, why, what are you t- why are you telling me that you don't do your job right now in front of me? It's ridiculous. I don't want you. Lost, y'all. 
Lost us? Yeah, now you're back. First We've always been here, My internet connection is unstable. I don't got internet, you know, in uh, Mississippi. I didn't think they had internet. They barely got there. I was, I was quite surprised when I was there in Mississippi and I had, I was like, hey, look, they got, they got running water here, hon. Dude, <laughs> my brother just, they just bought a house in Petal, Mississippi, and they have uh, fiber fiber internet all the way straight into their house into their modem it's five it's a digital fiber cable sweet or is it like the first i've never one that they laid or something or what i don't understand what i don't saying. i don't know it's a new <laughs> new product new product they're doing like direct fiber not uh it's a it's a newer d- development i guess so i guess they laid all the so all like the fiber like that, optic but. internet like that is not surprising but usually they 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 kind of stop it at your block and then like spread it out to everybody. It's coax, so. yeah. It's coax usually going into just, your house, but this is like fiber straight into his house. I don't know. Well, I, I think the newer works. developments. I don't they, know what that in, means, and it sounds dangerous. <laughs> it's really surprising right for Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you know, getting into that, right? Like we're talking about like remote work and that kind of stuff. Uh, you need all the infrastructure out there, right? You need. Right. Like the government needs to subsidize Same all that. Same thing with virtual schooling. Yeah, like you need to get people internet, and if it's Wi-Fi, public Wi-Fi, or it's spending the money to deliver internet cables to homes everywhere, uh, because it doesn't make financial sense for you know internet company whatever to do it in the middle of nowhere. They're like, there's one guy out there. We're right. gonna spend a million dollars digging up the ground to deliver fiber optic internet to this one person is what you're telling me. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. That's where government steps in. That's the use of government. Yeah. Um, I, I think that yeah. internet has become internet access has, has gone to a necessity for life, you know, like utilities, like, like phone. Like utility, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Like the basic amount. I mean, but yeah, it, it's, it's hard to, 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 legislate that right because then it means a whole lot of other stuff like you're like um so does that mean because the government is subsidizing internet access to my home does it get a say in what i can do on my internet you know right yeah well answer the question del what is it del can they do it that's a deep one i could i could get behind an argument that that basic internet access for everyone means X, you know, X amount of access. And you can use these, you know, these websites, this sort of thing have this much, uh, time per month or whatever. But, uh, I don't know, man, that is a, that is a tough, toughie philosophically. (laughs) Yeah. I'd like to see, and then, you know, any policymaker can can figure out how this works right i would like to see them like the government subsidize getting internet access to homes right because like digging up the ground giving the putting the giving you the pipe <laughs> giving you the what? internet pipe. <laughs> laying uh, your pipe yeah laying the pipe <laughs> laying it real good right uh is right in your back door it, yeah is expensive <laughs> And uh, and painful, and uh, you know, so all the <laughs> <laughs> and we need some lubrication is what we're saying. That's where the government comes yeah. in, yeah. and and then then they just kind of like let it be that way because it's for the public good, right? I mean, like 
don't do it and say, well, what am I going to get from it? That's not what the government should be. So I think they should. it should be whatever they regulate now, right? Deliver the Internet, subsidize the Internet being delivered. Um, and probably what you could do is, is uh, regulate, maybe even subsidize people's Internet so that way it can't be a certain go over a certain percentage of of a person's income, right? Because you don't want yeah. internet companies charging exorbitant rates and putting these ridiculous data caps. Like, you can get two gigs for $100. Like, that's not going right. to work. I mean, something... But establishing what a reasonable baseline is, I don't know. I, I mean, guess, you can't even do that for medical care. But so I guess that you could argue that, that the government's responsibility ends at providing the access to the internet, but just like... You can have power run to your house, but that doesn't mean that you have power unless you're paying the utility company, right? You can still yeah. then decide how much access you want, what kind of thing. Yeah. Of course, that's that it would have to be regulated, like you said, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could even be like the government actually owns the infrastructure delivered to your home, and then like the cable companies would pay for that. Or like to use it, then you know there would be some stipulations placed on it of the cable companies. Like you can't charge... Right this much because you know whatever um i don't know i think there's a lot of ways to do that what do you think gina as we wrap this up yeah there are options it makes sense (laughs) well ladies and gentlemen point (laughs) you got options what do you want uh ladies and gentlemen this has been deranged penguin podcast episode six volume two we're gonna take two weeks break so don't look your feet what happened what what happened here we're expecting y'all to be here we might have some stuff for you guys in the feed, like, but we don't know yet. I don't want to commit to anything. You might see like a little special episode where we just like basically review some shows that we watched, um, but it's not going to be the same kind of podcast, at the very least. won't be a deranged penguin podcast. Uh, so like two-week break. We'll come back ready to put more voices in your ear. We'll we miss you. Pipe. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do that too. Uh, all right, we are done.